Hi, what's up listeners? My name's Tyler and you're listening to Horror Is Home Podcast. This episode, I'm going to be discussing the first episode of I Know What You Did Last Summer on Amazon Prime. I'll run through the brief synopsis of the show, give some background information, take a quick break, and then get into the plot so this is your spoiler warning. Titled It's Thursday, Lennon Grant returns home after her first year of college and discovers that someone knows a terrible secret she and her OG crew friends swore to keep last summer. The show is based off the 1973 novel of the same name by Lois Duncan. A three-film franchise also sprang from the book I Know What You Did Last Summer from 1997, I Still Know What You Did Last Summer from 1998, and I'll Always Know What You Did Last Summer in 2006. It was adapted for Amazon Prime Video by Sarah Goodman, who has produced and written for the show Preacher on AMC. The series is produced by Amazon Studios and Sony Picture Television Studios in association with Atomic Monster Production, which is James Wan's production company, an original film founded by Neil H. Moretz, who produced the three films of the franchise, as well as Urban Legend, Urban Legend Final Cut, and 2008 Prom Night Remake. Madison Isman plays as Lennon and her twin sister, Allison. You may recognize her from her roles in Tales of Halloween, Goosebumps 2, and Annabelle Comes Home. With all that being said, I'm going to take a quick break before we move on to the details of the plot. Episode 1 opens with a young woman, Lennon, staring over the cliffside into the bloody water. She speaks of how no one really knows who they truly are. She repeats this several times with a drawn-out shot of her driving around the island. Her father meets her after she parks, and it's apparent that Lennon is returning home from being away. There is obvious tension between Lynn and her father, to which he tells her, everything's gonna be okay. Unpacking in her room, Lynn opens her closet to see blood dripping with what we can assume is either a body or a dead animal and the words, I know what you did last summer, written on the mirror. Flashback to the previous summer, at a party we meet Riley and Dylan as well as a few other characters, including Allison, Lynn's twin sister. Her friend Margot seems displeased about her leaving for college the next day. We're kind of seeing the difference in Lynn's character compared to a year from now from the flashback. Here she's a party girl dancing, picking up drugs, and kissing everyone she interacts with. But a year from now she's very nervous, reserved, distant, and hesitant. In the bathroom, she's pressuring her sister to do drugs and have sex with Allison's crush, Dylan. I feel like we're kind of thrown into the middle of an argument when everything was just fine between the two sisters. Lynn decides to get back at her sister for slut-shaming her and takes Allison's crush upstairs to do drugs. Cliffside away from the party, Allison is joined by Johnny. They also dabble in the no one knows this topic that Lynn opened with at the start of the episode. We get another slow motion shot plagued by party lights and music, which is at least the fourth one in the first 20 minutes. Allison approaches Dylan and the two have an awkward interaction. Their conversation leads you to believe that they haven't really talked or flirted before. Lynn comes up to disrupt their flirting, so Allison storms off. Lennon is accused of having sex with Dylan. She apologizes, saying, I'm sorry, this way you can move on. Lennon is joined by Riley, Johnny, Margot, and Dylan in her Jeep. She pulls off, running into the sun and swerving, indicating how drunk she is. Margot is annoying the entire car, moving around, complaining about music, live streaming the ride, and being distracting. Dylan expresses that he just wants to go home, but no one is listening. Lynn takes her eyes off the road, and they hit something. Riley and Johnny get out to look as the others follow shortly. Lynn gets out to see it's her twin sister, Allison. Riley claims that she's dead as the car approaches. It's a guy that they know, Dale, who asks if they have car trouble and why they're hanging out on the side of the road. Dale leaves after Margot throws up, and they use their sickness as an excuse of why they stopped. 
Dylan wants to call the police, but Riley takes his phone from him. The group begins to panic and agrees that they can't call the police because they'll get arrested, accident or not. Dylan gives the idea that they take her body to the cave, and it's mentioned that that is where their mom committed suicide. He says that is where the whole cult killed themselves, so I guess maybe their mom was part of the cult? Margot asks Lynn what she wants to do, what Allison would want. They load Allison's body into the back. They pull over whenever they hear a noise and open the back to find that it's her phone ringing her dad was calling. The group arrives at the cave and takes the body inside. Names of people who died are carved onto the walls, but no one knows who put them there. It's revealed that Margot was recording all the way up to the moment they crashed. She didn't post the story, but it's saved on her phone. She shows that she deleted it. The tide comes into the cave and Lynn kisses Allison's forehead before they leave. Riley turns back around when she thinks she hears a breath, but tells Dylan it's nothing. The entire time, a mysterious woman has watched the group from the rocks. The scenes have been split with the final argument between Allison and Lynn. Allison gives Lynn her necklace before leaving. She takes Lynn's jacket and gets into the Jeep, and when the rest of the group enter, they think it's Lynn, not Allison. So when it was actually Lennon who got hit by the Jeep while Allison was driving. Fast forward to the next year, it's a goat's head hanging in the closet, which Dylan had said multiple times in the car after the incident, I think it was a goat. A panicked Allison staggers in fear, looking around for who might have put the animal and message there in the closet. The episode ends. I kind of have mixed feelings about this episode and take on the story. This modern setting with a tech era of social media, Instagram, and privileged kids having a beach house party where they're all getting drunk and high and having sex while their parents are still around is just kind of odd. I'm always interested in switching things up or a modern take, but I've grown rather tired of this whole model appearance teens dealing with the struggles of their hard life or parents' dark history that many films and shows keep dipping into. It just feels hollow. I've seen several reviews on the series and a common topic is how most of these characters are unlikable and I can already see that. The only ones I like so far are Johnny, who seemed like he wanted to do the right thing, and Allison, even though she's lying, believed to have killed her sister and have been pretending to be Lynn for a year now. Dylan would be the good guy character, but he was awkward and he did have sex with Lynn even though he likes Allison. A funny thought while I'm saying all of this, isn't this supposed to be a mystery slasher? Because it sounds like I'm talking about a soap opera. So even with everything I just said, the episode did do a good job of keeping me interested. I want to see what happens next and how the characters are going to interact with each other after not seeing each other for a full year. Hopefully we'll get a visual antagonist who is going after the group. I want to mention that I think they did a good job of shooting the scenes where Lynn and Allison interacted with one another. Madison did a good job playing both roles and developing different personalities for each character and just the way she spoke for each of them creating a difference. I may or may not continue reviewing this series, but I figure I'll know after I watch the second episode. I'd give this first one a 2 out of 5. There weren't many thrilling moments or horror to the episode until the accident, which is pretty much at the very end of the episode, but like I said, hopefully it'll just get creepier and more intense from here. That's all for today's episode. Have you watched any of the series on Amazon, or do you like the original movies? Follow me and send me a message on Instagram at, at horrorishome, or like my Facebook page to see updates about episodes to come. My name's Tyler, and until next time, thank you for listening to Horror Is Home. Horror is home.